Welcome to Anime Ichiban, Guma Stomp's dedicated anime podcast. I am your host, Matthew Ponte. As always, I am joined by Kyle Rogashone and Harry Morris. It's a very special day today, guys. Do you, do you know what today is? Saturday. It is a Saturday. Pi day? It is Pi Day. Kyle's got oh. it. Yes, it is 3.14 day Pi. And a special oh. day calls for a special occasion. And so I'm breaking out a brand new opening segment for the show. Get us warmed up a little bit. It's called Pitch It To Me. As everyone knows, you lovely listeners know as well, we are the foremost experts in anime. We obviously know everything about anime. So we have all sorts of people coming to us, asking us what kind of shows they should watch, what are their recommendations. And so each episode now, we are going to have a type of person come to us with a specific interest. And we have to give a short one or two sentence pitch for a show we think they will like. Mm. Make sense? Yes. Really straightforward, right? Okay. All right. So we're starting off with a potentially easy one. What show would you recommend to a Star Wars fan, Kyle? A Star Wars fan? Yes. Um, wow. I was literally just thinking of this series, and I I think it fits, uh, but I would say Rurouni Kenshin. Interesting. Because right. Star Wars is based around the whole, I mean, like George Lucas was very much inspired by Akira Kurosawa's samurai movies, and it's literally an entire series about samurai. And it's pretty straightforward in that it's a standard, like, good versus evil kind of story. There isn't a huge amount of, like, Nuance, I'd say. I mean, the the whole premise of it is that the protagonist is a reformed uh, soldier, um, and he doesn't want to kill anymore, so he uh, takes out all of his enemies uh, without killing them. And it's just a very fun adventure with a lot of solid side characters, really solid cast, really interesting uh, villains and all of that. So it, it captures the same kind of swashbuckling adventure. That is definitely not the kind of recommendation I was expecting. <laughs> but it, it makes sense when you put it that way. My recommendation would be Space Dandy. Oh my God. Yeah. Really? Yes, really. Because it's easy to get caught up in the whole good versus evil, uh, light versus dark side aspect of Star Wars. But there's also a lot of goofy moments in Star Wars as well as evidenced by the fact that Spaceballs exist as well as the complete satirical comedy mm. parody spinoff of it. And Space Dandy kind of encompasses a lot of those hilarious, nonsensical parts of Star Wars, I feel like, in a really colorful and bombastic, flamboyant sci-fi world with a lot of cool creature designs. So I think if you enjoy all aspects of Star Wars, not just the main story, but you embrace everything for its being Space Dandy actually has a spot for you as well. That's my quick little pitch. Mm. Yeah, the whole alien aspect, that that's a very fair point yes. because it does get uh, very fun, colorful, and goofy exactly. at times with uh, the universe. All right, Harry, what is your recommendation for so, Intrepid Star I'm going to be thing? strange. I'm going to choose a series I've not actually seen, but my friend, is, okay. my friend is obsessed with it and she swears by it. And it's Legend of Galactic Heroes. Ah, uh, yes. As, I was thinking that oh, too, okay. but I haven't seen it, so I couldn't right. really give as a Right, as far as I know, there's a lot of space in it, and a lot of things happen <laughs> in space. And with Star Wars, 
much like Legend of Galactic Heroes, there's a lot of space-related antics. So if right. you're into space, you know, it, I Harry, guess Harry, that's the genre for you. That's the- you, you say that as a joke, but Legend of Galactic Heroes actually probably would be like the closest thing to Star Wars. because I've seen like a good amount of it, and it is like a very classic space opera of like good versus evil, very like uh, large spanning adventures that take you across the galaxy. So it's the yeah. closest thing you could probably get to Star because Wars. Because exactly. I'm a fucking genius and my suggestions are perfect. Obviously. We are the foremost experts in the yes. yeah, established this already. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I definitely was thinking Legend of the Galactic Heroes, but it's just like, uh, I can't make that recommendation without seeing it. But I'm glad someone did. Yes. All right. Well, cool. That that brings us to the end for our first Pitch It To Me. That will be our warm-up going forward, assuming it works out well. With that out of the way, though, Kyle, how are you holding up? You just woke up as of like 30 minutes ago, it sounded like. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I am on the tail end of being sick after I had just gotten sick a week ago. Mm-hmm. And that's a really great time to get sick uh, when the entire country is, well, entire world yeah. is kind of getting sick. So I was a little paranoid, but I don't have respiratory problems, so I'm pretty sure I do not have coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, really hard to get tested anyways. But I assume you just kind of stayed home during all that. Oh, yeah. Well, thankfully for me, uh, my work allows me to, uh, what, what is it, Te- telework? Tele- telecommute? Telecommute, I, work I'm, from home, same thing, yeah. Yeah, I just work, work from home. Since I work in social media, I just have my work computer and I'm able to access our tools online. So I've been fine. I haven't left uh, my neighborhood, much less my house in like two weeks. <laughs> but you had your friend so, that visited last week, right? Yeah. Time. Yeah. So, so you, I you guess technically, you know, we too. You selfish I, piece possibly, of shit. You're well, the reason it's spreading. You're the is, fucking problem, mate. Possibly. <laughs> I was actually, you know, speaking of spreading it though, I was like looking at uh, plane ticket prices and flights to Japan are like $600. Yeah, everything is dirt cheap right now, but like, do you but I would also <laughs> run the risk of being stranded in another country. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which has happened to a lot of people, it looks like. But no, I, I've been pretty good. Uh, I just need to keep myself from getting cabin fever. Cabin fever. Yeah, it's so. interesting because a lot of my friends are in computer science jobs, coding and all that. So they're uh-huh. definitely at work from home at this point. But for me, as I work in a lab, I can't really work from home in a lab setting. So I still have to go into work. And that's the case for my whole company, really. It's kind of business as usual with uh, some extra precautions, but that's mm-hmm. how it is. In the meantime, though, I've been playing a whole lot of Grand Blue Fancy Versus. And oh. yeah, it's... I'm not a super hardcore fighting game fan. I am, reluctantly, a big fan of Grand Blue Fantasy, though. <laughs> and so I was very much looking forward to this game coming out and i do enjoy arc system fighting games on a basic level i enjoy playing them with friends and so i i knew i would enjoy this game as well and i i haven't had this much fun with a 2d fighting game since the first blaze blue i played it's just it it's not it keeps things nice it's one of those fighting games that has a low barrier to entry but has a high skill ceiling which are the kind of fighting games i adore that's why i can't really get into tekken because the skill floor mm. is so high just to even be remotely good. I mm. feel like it's very simple to jump into Grand Blue Fancy Versus because it has kind of like 
the Smash Brothers inspired directional simplified input commands that you can do to pull off special moves. Yeah. So that, interesting that's thing. so important for me as well. It's why I love Mortal Kombat because it'll be like back forward square to do a special move as opposed yeah. to like a Street Fighter or Tekken really long, intricate kind of combo just to put in like one special move. Yeah. Right. So I also picked up uh, Grand Blue Fantasy what, Warriors. Have we fought yet, um, bitch? <laughs> that, that's a good question. Well, mostly because I don't want to spend money on PS Plus. Um, so I've just been going through the main campaign. But yeah, it is very much like very, very simple inputs. Um, and they're all the same as far as I can tell between all of the different characters. The simplified inputs at least, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's the, the pacing of it too is comparatively slower. So the reason I like I, I'm as much as like I appreciate fighting games, I also haven't been able to get super into them, mostly because I don't like the idea of getting combo locked out of doing anything. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to yeah, do combos in this game. It is. Yeah, that's so the other interesting thing is so you have the simplified commands, but they're also on a cooldown, unlike a lot of other specials in fighting games. So once you use mm -hmm. an ability, Harry, it goes on cooldown for a little bit. And you can see the icon underneath your health bar fill back up. The trade-off is, and this is what I mean by there's a, still a high skill ceiling, is because all the traditional fi technical fighting game commands, so quarter circle forward, dragon input, semicircle, so on and so forth, those are also there. But if you use the technical inputs to pull off the moves, the move does not go on cooldown. And so uh. you are still encouraged to learn the technical inputs. However, it's not an immediate bar to entry. You can at least pull these moves off and get some sense of the flow of battle. And then once you're comfortable, you can try to start learning these technical inputs and it incorporating it into your fighting and then you are much more versatile so i really yeah. appreciate that about this game fast forward it also helps that the game is actually like pretty fucking gorgeous mm -hmm. it's like any other arc system work the the weird 2d 3d art style they somehow pulled oh i like it yeah, yeah it, it, it works, works so well. well i don't know how they do it it's they're magicians in that regard so it's gorgeous it's the characters are all very unique from each other, despite there only being eleven at launch. It's it doesn't. It's surprisingly not that much of an issue, because each one plays so drastically different from the other, the rest. So, and there's a lot of DLC coming down the road, which I have mixed wait, feelings wait, on. Wait, wait, Matt, do you play the Gacha? I do. That's why I mean by I'm reluctantly a fan of Grand Blue Fancy. Oh, okay. I was about to ask because I do not play the Gacha. I tried it for a bit, but um. So apparently, the codes that you can get from which I've playing used all the of game. Mine. Oh, you already used. Well, uh, people have been able to sell them and basically riff on the cost of the game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Because I, There was no crazy. way I was going to sell them, though, because those codes are really useful in the gacha game. But yeah, for hey, someone hey, Matt, like you... you want to buy my codes? No, it's one per account, so... Can't. Oh, you can... Oh, yeah. oh I see. So I can't, I can't use multiple codes, but you, you can certainly sell your second codes account? for a pretty penny. But yeah, that's hey, what man. I've been playing while uh, just uh, going on with work in this... this uh, weird world we live in right now harry how are you going on over there and not daylight savings time uk yet okay yeah so i've i've been all right uh i've still been playing fire emblem warriors i've been playing it like on and off for like oh two God. months now uh i played it when it first came out and i loved it and i've just been like going on with it again and again it's just so addictive i'm i'm fully convinced that those kind of musu games and solid jrpgs are the most addictive games ever made ever and they completely transfix me for ages but i did earlier download dreams for ps4 oh i've not played it yet i'm, I'm downloading it as we speak but i'm really excited to try and make something and uh i am 
I cannot wrap my head around dreams. Like I, I understand it's just what like it is. Little big planet, right? I know, but just like the things thing. people make yeah. in dreams, I don't understand how there are so many tools that allow for that degree of creativity. It is insane. Yeah, what like I think the other day dreams. I saw the other day I saw like 3D Mario, and it looked and it looked and sounded like exactly like a Mario game, exactly. which is kind of crazy. Like, are are they using? Like, do people create custom assets or? So all, yeah, all the assets are made in the game. You cannot, there's no way to import assets outside of the game. So everything you see in dreams is made inside dreams. Mm. And that's why the download size is, size is so small. Correct me here. It's like seven gigabytes or something. Yeah, I don't think it's, because it's not there's too no big. pre-made assets. You make everything mm. within the game. So it's insane. I, I can't wrap what's around that. So game. you've obviously got that aspect and you can, uh actually make all the assets and then you can kind of construct an environment and then you can kind of go on and like code a game i believe but there's also yep. like a music studio in there i think yep. where you can make music and there's an actual like campaign that the developers have made of uh yep. like a game that's made within dreams i think it's absolutely fucking genius because obviously typ- typically like game creation you download the right software but it's i think with creativity like that it's obviously great but it's not always the most visual and fun is very much like you've got to have a real passion for that kind of stuff to get into it. Whereas I love that it's being made accessible here, where it's like you can kind of make your own games or your own experiments, but mm. it's done in a more kind of colourful, user-friendly, accessible way. As far as I know, I've not played it yet. So these, this is the impression I get with it. And I really, I bought it because I want to try fucking around making my dream Sonic game. I've seen so many. Oh, yeah, cool, there's a lot of cool Sonic. I've seen a lot made, of cool yeah. stuff. And it just made me think, fuck, like, I want to make some sort of amazing. I can do better. I can do better. I, I probably can't. I'll probably do like a few experiments and realize how hard it mm-hmm. is. But uh, oh, I want to yeah. try. I want to try making something. So I'm excited exactly. to try that out. I've, I've been all right, though. I've, I recently passed my driving test in January. I can't remember if I said I'm a podcast, but this week was my first breakdown in the car, not emotionally. Um, I, okay, I, I've, okay. I've broken down emotionally many times. This was in the car because it turns out I uh, ran out of petrol because I have a faulty petrol gauge. So I found that having a car is just a big old cesspool of spending lots of money and feeling sad. Yeah. 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 So this happened like weeks after you got your license? Yeah. Well, so, so far I've had a flat tire. The faulty petrol gauge has happened now and just, just road tax and insurance and all this shit. It's just not fun. Dang, that's a really unlucky first month of uh, car ownership. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a good laugh, but, but uh, I'm all good. Like, like you said, that kind of just happens with cars, which is why I don't like driving anymore. Yeah, I bike everywhere in Boston. I don't have a car. And if I can't bike, I'll take public transportation. But that's yeah, yeah I, that's what I want to get to. I'm just unlucky because I live in this like tiny remote village in the middle of nowhere. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to get somewhere yeah, without a car. If, if, yeah, I lived, yeah. if I lived in like a town or a city and I was closer to where I need to be, I would just bike everywhere, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's better for the environment, which is obviously Absolutely. really good. Yeah. yeah, Especially when the weather is nice outside. Which it is, right. because I live in England, but still. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to get into in some news. And despite us uh, going a little bit longer than usual, because we are three weeks between episodes instead of our standard two, there's not that much newsworthy topics that's a semi-lie because there is a lot of news out there. It's just that 80% of it is about coronavirus and about things being canceled or delayed. Uh, at Tokyo, and uh, what was it called? Anime Japan 2020 is canceled. A bunch of anime are delayed, so on and so forth. It's 
I don't want to downplay that how bad the coronavirus is. Wash your hands, folks. It is a pandemic. But there isn't much more to say on the topic at this point, especially in terms of delays and cancellations. It's just kind of a, a shame. And we wish people the best. I don't know if you have anything to add on to that. Just uh, look after yourselves. And uh, I think it's times like this when humanity is going to be tested. We need to try and be selfless. Selfless. We can't just think about ourselves. We can't just give in to our default greed and selfish thinking. I think it's times like this when we need to come together as a society and do what's right and be more environmentally conscious and not live your life just thinking of yourself. So do the right thing. Think of other people. Have a positive impact on the environment. Have a positive impact on your friends, your loved ones and the planet. And just try and be sensible. And don't be a dick. And don't buy into media craze. Like, be be a little more judicious about how you go out and uh, respond to everything. Like, you don't really need five pallets of toilet paper. <laughs> this isn't the apocalypse. Supply chains are still going okay. Mm. But buy into us. Buy into us media. We are the only piece of media that matters. Yes. Yeah. Our word is law. All right. So on to our first real piece of news then. We're all familiar with Bleach, right? Yes. Yes. And so Bleach is coming up on its 20th anniversary soon. And <laughs> in celebration, it is going to be announcing a brand new 20th anniversary project on March 21st. And this was originally mm. going to have a stage presentation at Anime Japan 2020, but that has been canceled and replaced with a live stream event instead because of the coronavirus. The interesting thing about this announcement, though, is that it's not specified what kind of medium it is. It's not, they don't say it's an anime, they don't say it's a manga or anything, which begs the question, what do you think this will be, Harry? Um, I like to think it's going to be an interpretive dance that's uh, <laughs> performed for people. Uh, I, I'm obviously familiar with Bleach, but I've not seen it, but I know that it gets a lot of backlash about how it ended or, or like kind of how the series went on over time. Both, both, yeah. yeah. Like, like, what, what really killed it? Do you think? And do you, will there be a kind of? Its editor, Kubo's editor, fucked it up. All right, Kyle. Okay, on, I, I have very strong opinions about Bleach because Bleach is on one me. of the first. Lay on, and, and also, I got into. Do you think they'll acknowledge these failings in this twentieth anniversary, whatever it is? Do you think they'll somehow, I don't know, alleviate some of these failings? I have no idea uh, because I dropped off the Bleach train, like, <sighs> I followed it for a long time. Matt, have you, did you read or watch Bleach? So I, I, I watched a lot of it as well and then fell off of it partway through the uh, the Huecomundo arc. Yeah, yeah, Huecomundo is what lost a lot of people because Huecomundo is one of the worst fucking arcs I've ever read and then it gets worse after that. So, I... Because I dropped off then, I have no idea what Kubo is like or what he feels or what his thoughts are on Bleach. All I know is what happened to basically draw the series out and extend it past what it should have been, really. So I oh, I have no idea if I'm going I, I to wanna, acknowledge wanna, what happened I want to hear series. the gossip. I don't know what it is. What is the Hukamondo arc and what happened? What did the editor do? Tell me all so the gossip. The, 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 <laughs> so the, the, quick, the quick and dirty of Bleach is that it initially started out as uh, 
spirit detective shenanigans with yeah, really cool. uh, ghost samurai. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then I got into like more of your standard shonen stuff where they had to rescue one of the main characters. But that was really cool, too, because it introduced a lot of fun characters, a lot of fun powers. Um, and all of the fights were still fairly balanced in terms of power levels, in terms of abilities, and in terms of the thought process that went behind everything. And that arc was really fun. And then it had the power scaling problem and the character problem where it just kept adding too much mm. to both things. And Huego Mundo was an arc that came like, it was like the fourth or fifth arc. It was like a few like into yeah. the series. Yeah. And Huego Mundo is fucking awful because it's a, this setting is garbage because it just, shows how bad Kubo is at drawing backgrounds. Yeah, it's really Because it's just giant white monolithic buildings in the middle of a stark white desert. So you're just... You don't have to like, draw a background. You don't have to draw a background when you're... But yeah, it's, it's awful. It's fucking awful. But added on to that, that's also when it starts adding on bullshit powers, especially for the protagonist, who by the end of the series is like a cocktail of like eight different things. Uh, which it, it, it's it's garbage and it's awful and the villains were so stupid and just ah uh, yeah I, I have a lot of yeah. so for <laughs> me I, I was watching the anime and I was okay with the Heiko Mundo arc while I was watching it. What killed it for me though is that that was when they really really upped the density of filler arcs for the anime. They would uh, go on for they would have like. 10 episodes of main story canon stuff, and then they'd have like a 10 episode AU filler arc, mm. just completely unrelated whatsoever. And they in did that. AU? At alter yeah, as in no relations. It would just cut to a completely different uh, setting. Like they were in Huecomundo, now they're not in Huecomundo, completely unrelated, that, and then they'll cut back. Why? why it, yeah, it was real bad. And they did that multiple times. And so finally, they started a new <clears throat> filler arc, and I was like, I I'm done. I can't handle this anymore because mm. I was watching it as it was airing. So I I couldn't uh, skip past it. And apparently the ironic part is though, the filler arc I stopped at was apparently a really, really good filler arc that a lot of people liked more than the main series. <laughs> so that just it was the one where like all the swords came to life essentially and people really liked that. But I, uh, I, I don't know. So sounds but that, fun. that's where I stopped and I never went back to Bleach. So I I can definitely see how the series was going downhill. It was going off the rails, it had no focus, it's it, yeah. I didn't really care about the characters anymore. I, I love the character designs, though. Like, Titi Kubo is great at character designs. And that's why I think this new project isn't an anime or a manga or a movie. I think it's going to be a game. A fighting game, specifically. Ooh. Hasn't Bleach already had fighting games? It has had a fighting game already, but it hasn't <coughs> had an Arc Systems fighting game yet. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Because, you know what? That's fair. Because yeah. for all the shit Bleach gets for its story and its progression, it has really cool character designs and it has really cool powers. Despite the fact of how people get those powers, the powers themselves are really cool. And that lends itself really well to a fighting game. And mm. to your point, Kyle, uh, I don't think there is a way to really salvage Bleach in the eyes of its disillusioned fans at this point, even if it's some complete reboot with a different set of characters. I, I think, though... Literally just reboot the series and pick it up after the Soul Society arc and just change everything and make the writing tighter. 
That, you make that sound it, sorry, easy. Sorry, that, that, that's... that's <laughs> okay, so as far as what we expect, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably a game or something like that, but what I want okay, let's, is yeah. just Kubo to come back to the series because I love the first couple arcs so much. Mm-hmm. It's legitimately still really good material. Yeah, Soul Society arc, absolutely. So yeah, the first arc, which I don't even know if it has a name, and the second arc in Soul Society are still like top-notch, high-quality shown in action for sure. Mm. But yeah, it's probably a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have to see. Alrighty. Hopefully, it's good though. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, it's but not just speaking like a of really games, we have three D arena fighter. Oh god, it's like just know. kind of. Hey, speaking oh, of it, m- it, the Hero Academia sequel came out last week, and see how the internet's completely whelmed by it I, yeah. I like how i'm a huge my hero academia fan i've just not even checked it out honestly <laughs> yeah i played the first one and it's just so forgettable and then, exactly. and, then I, I and the second one is just think, it's oh. just adding new characters that's all yeah, yeah. It, it's just a dlc pack yep so that's why i really hope this demon slayer game that just got announced oh yeah will yeah. not be an arena fighter so kimetsu yaiba has a PlayStation 4 game that has been announced for the 2021 release it is called Kimetsu no Yaiba Hinokami Chifutan. And the only thing we know about it is that the genre is quote unquote competitive demon slaying action. And that's it. We don't have any screenshots. We don't have any, uh, we don't have the studio for it. We just have that PS4 2021 competitive demon slaying. I mean, the, the obvious pick with the word competitive, right? Is it's another fucking fighting game. Right. But, but the demon slaying part, well, I guess like you can have the demons versus the Hashiras, but what about the Hashira versus Hachira? Then it wouldn't be competitive demon slaying action anymore. Well, maybe they're just using it as like a fun marketing word. It's like, oh, demon slayer, demon slaying, but I don't know. I, that, that's the more pessimistic I, I mentioned right. Fire Emblem Warriors earlier, and this is just me mm-hmm. being biased. It could be a Muso. Like, I would take a Muso of any of these franchises over, a, free, work, yeah. over a 3D fighting game. Like, whether it's My Hero Academia, whether it's Demon Slayer, I would take that style of game, even though you could still argue it's been overdone a bit, I just think it's more enjoyable and more fun than a kind of generic 3D fighter. Or alternatively, this is what I don't get. Dragon Ball Fighters was so fucking successful and did really well. Why are they not doing more 2D fighting games? Right, When there's, there's clearly, like, a higher sort of degree of quality in that genre. Well, doesn't it require a bit more work because you have to think more about like the technical aspects of the fight? Like, there's a lot of work that goes into designing a fighting yeah, game. Yeah, right. Totally it it absolutely does. But are these 3D arenas paying off? As far as I know, they're not <sighs> selling well. I can't even imagine they're like making up for whatever little effort went into make them. Yeah, I mean, if they announced like of oh, a new My Hero Academia game, it's a 2D fighter like Dragon Ball Fighters. I'd definitely check it out. I'd like. I'd give it a look in and I'd probably buy it. But as soon as I heard it was just the first one with some extra content, I've, I don't even care then. I don't, I'm not even going to look into it. I mean, the first one didn't even come out that long ago, did it? Right. It came out it was last like two year. Years ago. It, 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 was it, it was last year. year? Or I guess yeah, technically no. two years ago because it's 2018. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like 2018. Yeah. But, it's, but the, it was it was a year in between one and two. It was a very yeah, short yeah, turnaround yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, so who's the developer for the Demon Slayer game? We don't Did know. We don't, we don't have okay. a developer. All we know is that it's PS4 2021. We also have this detail that it's going to follow the story of the original work. And there is the slogan that says, Become Tanjiro Kamado on PS4. So there, it sounds like there will be some sort of single player aspect to it, but that's the case for a lot I of fighting games nowadays. Though. 
What'd you say? They say competitive, though. Yeah, exactly. So, like, so I, I I can't believe it's like not anything other than a fighting yeah, game. There, there might be a fighting game. There might be some co-op elements to it. I, I'd like to think that they're trying something a little different yeah. because Demon Slayer deserves that. I, but yeah, it's it's really I'm hard trying to, to be, I'm trying I to be optimistic. Want a JRPG. A JRPG would be fucking cool. Like I, 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 I'll be honest, I take literally any genre of game over a 3D arena fighter. It's a cart racer. Oh, I, wait, 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 wait. What, what about... I'd honestly rather a cart racer. What what if it was a an asymmetric uh competitive game? Like uh I'm blanking on any sort of but the kind of like four v one style game. So like four demon slayers oh, versus one oh. demon. Good lord, if that's the case. So like a Left for Dead or Left for Dead or uh, uh Friday or Friday the thirteenth, is that what's Dead by Daylight Death, kind of Dead thing? by yeah, Daylight, yeah. yeah. So like the in the vein of those kinds of games, that, that falls in line with the competitive demon slaying. That action. would actually work out very well because the whole point of like the demons in the story is that very rarely do you see any of the demon slayers taking them on one by one or one on one. Like so, that's only the that guys, basically. would actually that that is like a genre I've never seen Japan really take on before. So that would be super interesting, and I think technically it would work Resident out pretty Evil well. now with Project Resistance. That is a Japanese title. <laughs> oh, was that asymmetric? Yeah, uh, re- uh, Project Resistance is one v four, where you have the mastermind versus oh. three survivors. Oh, neat. But that is very recent. So to your point, yeah, it's not really a genre that Japan has taken on too much. Mm. Yeah, it's mostly been a Western thing. But no, I like that would be very much out of left field, but also something that would work in the world. I was going to say, with the slogan being like, become Tanjiro, that may mean that it's not about playing all these different characters. It's about playing specifically as a protagonist, meaning it's not a 3D arena fighter. It is more of a kind of single-player-esque game where you are playing as the protagonist. But then there's a competitive element to it. I don't fucking know. It's, yeah, exactly. It's that like all of us, all of us, it's too vague. It's too. I know, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm very interested to see what this game turns out to be. I think it's safe to assume it's not going to be Arena Fighter from these two quotes we have. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I do think the asymmetric. Would you, would you bet money on that, Matt? Would you bet money? on this game not being an arena fighter. I will bet you a Taco Bell taco. I, you know what? All right. That's like what? A dollar, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll take that bet. It's $3, I think. What, $3? Yeah, I was surprised that, because, yeah, I, I gave my friend a Taco Bell taco as a reward one time thinking it was a dollar and it was three. I'm like, wait, what? That's more expensive than I thought. But anyways, yes, I will buy you a Taco Bell taco if I All lose right, this I, bet. All right, we'll see. Better not be a fucking arena fighter. <laughs> <laughs> But I expect it to be. Yeah. But yeah. But at least uh, it's my heroes doesn't only have arena fighters going for it because it also recently had its my heroes academia heroes rising film. Oh. And so it had a very strong debut in the U.S., grossing a cumulative of ten million dollars on its opening day in the United States. It ranked number one in the United States box box office for the day it opened up on February twenty sixth. And it wow. earned $2.5 million on that day alone. And then $800,000 the following day. And it's just kept making more money more money since then because there have been a lot of showings for it. And I just haven't seen it. So, Kyle, you said you have yeah, not seen I it, was, right? I was surprised it's still in theaters. Yeah, it's still going strong. Meanwhile, Harry is the only one of us three yeah. that has actually seen it. So if you want to give us your quick non-spoiler impressions for why right. you think this was so successful here's my, here's my review of the film <laughs> so it came to my local cinema it was there for two nights one night subbed one night dubbed i saw the sub and uh 
the first film for me, Two Heroes, was enjoyable and it was entertaining, but it was quite forgettable. It felt like what right. it was. It, it was a filler movie and it felt right. like a filler movie, like a kind of throwaway sort of thing, but it was entertaining. Yeah. But That's why I wasn't like in a rush to see this one. Two Heroes yeah. feels like this, it, it was as good as like a canon arc of the show. Obviously, it's not a canon arc of the show, but my point is the quality of the actual narrative and of the content, it was as good as what you could expect from the show itself. I mm-hmm. absolutely fucking love it. And I think it's probably, as a, a film of this genre, like a celebration of the source material, it felt like as, it was pretty much as good as it can be. Um, so how much do you guys know about it? How much do you know about the plot and the narrative and stuff? Uh, I know I'll, about the ending. I, I vaguely know about the ending. I know that they go to an island again, like the first movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so they go to an island. You gotta keep it contained. What really works about it is that it's all of Class 1A. So whereas the first movie, it's just a selection of them and it all feels a bit kind of forced. It doesn't feel natural that they're all there on that island. In this film, it's like they've all been sent specifically to this island and it's just them against this group of villains. And you can say, oh, that's ridiculous. They wouldn't send them to an island because of all the threats that have been happening in the canon series. And it's like, well, yeah, but, oh, well, fucking deal with it. You've, you've kind yeah. of got to accept some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. What's amazing is that, like, this is going to sound like quite a sort of generic thing to say, but a solid, like, 60% of the film is action. Like, mm-hmm. m- the majority of the film is just fucking amazing animation and amazing spectacle somewhat like Dragon Ball Super Broly. Only I think this is paced much better than Dragon Ball Super Broly. And it's much more kind of narratively uh, focused than Dragon Ball Super Broly. So I really enjoyed it. There's one criticism that was a real nuisance for me. But again, it's not a huge deal. But I'm going to try and not spoil anything. Most of the film is about uh, Midoriya and Bakugo. And it's their kind of uh, battle against the villains, if you like. Obviously, what's great is that the rest of the class all gets a moment to shine. But uh, in the ending, Midoriya and Bakugo have to do something to defeat the main villain. And as soon as they announce they're going to do this, your immediate reaction is, well, they can't do that because it wouldn't make sense with the continuity of the series. That was going to be one of and, my questions. But go and on, yeah. as soon as they announced it, it's like, oh, okay. And they do it and it's like, okay, that's an interesting spectacle, but... Obviously, they're not allowed to do that because it will ruin the continuity of the series. And sure enough, immediately after it, they have to backpedal. And it's like, oh, well, actually, it didn't really happen happen just like that. So it's like the glove in the first movie. Yeah, because the first movie did the same thing. And yeah, yeah. Okay, so can we say, like, spoiler alert here? Because I like this is like one of the things I know about the movie. Okay, so. so, Uh, Okay, uh, wait, so big spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Quick spoiler. Three minutes. It's not a huge deal because it won't ruin your enjoyment of the film. And it's it's not a major plot element. But basically. Okay, because they they both use all for one. Yeah. Or one for all. Uh, Midoriya. Which is like, what? what? Midoriya has to pass one for all over to Bakugo to beat the main villain. Um, it's a great spectacle. It's really fun. And it, the animation is but gorgeous. But it's not something you think too but hard immediately about. immediately when he mentions it, it's like, well, obviously Midori is going to lose his power, much like All Might. And you're thinking, well, that's obviously not going to happen. He doesn't lose his power. He can't lose his power. And after they defeat this villain, I guess, spoiler, they win. They don't die. They beat the villain. <laughs> but I, I think that's quite really obvious. Um, they both fall unconscious. And Midoriya sort of says, oh farewell, God. one for all, much like All Might does when he beats uh, All for One. So it's very kind of, it's very much mirroring that. All Might comes to the island and he finds them and he's saying, like, I'm, I'm, I hope you're all right. And Midoriya says, All Might, I transferred my quirk to Bakugo. 
that's what happened and they both fall unconscious and All Might checks them both and basically Midoriya still has his quirk and Bakugo doesn't and he says it's it's incredible it's a miracle I guess because That's because ba- Bakugo oh fell unconscious God. before the transfer and before the transfer properly finished it oh didn't God. go all the way over and then he says like he says, it, it's Stupid. it's a miracle from the previous holders of one for all and I'm just it's thinking it's not a miracle it's the it's, it's a almost, non-canon movie uh, but uh, I think the thing that really rubs <laughs> salt in the wound is after that like Midori is giving a little narration he says. Bakugo doesn't remember what happened because he fell unconscious. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> Wait. That's right, like, because I forgot Bakugo doesn't know that he has all, or no one knows when really. It, he he does yeah. at this point. He knows that, because remember he finds out in series three towards the end. He doesn't know exactly how it works, but he knows that All Might gave Midoriya his power. That's right. So yeah. Wasn't that the result? Wasn't that... Like the whole point of their big street fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. That's, yeah. What, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what it's fully to confirm. But having said all this, this is three, four minutes of the movie. It's a small little bit in it, and external to that, it's absolutely fantastic. So I'm not going to rag on the movie because of three or four minutes that are a little bit cheesy. Because actually, the film's fantastic. The actual spectacle, the actual animation is amazing. Every member of Class One A in this battle gets a moment to sort of shine and use their ability. Which is really impressive given how many of them uh, yeah, there yeah. are. Yeah, so, yeah. So it really does feel like a kind of celebration of what My Hero Academia is. It's a celebration of the characters. It's just so much fun. As a sort of popcorn entertainment movie, which is kind of what you want from a film like this, it is just perfect. It's as good as can be for a movie of this genre. Just purely entertaining, amazing animation. It's funny. It's just, it's all of the good emotions all rolled into one. Uh, so unlike it. the first one, would you say this is a movie that a new person could jump completely blind into? Yes, I would. I would actually say that if you've not seen it before, you'll probably get on better. With, don't get me wrong; like you, you should see My Hero Academia because you'll still be missing quite a bit of context. But um, yeah, like if if you don't know much about the series, you'll probably get on all right with this. Uh, I I, I mm. went to see this with two friends. One of them is a huge fan like me, and he's seen it all. Another one has only seen the first movie, so he's not seen the rest of the series. Oh. What what he got confused okay. by... That's is quite that, the spread. What he got confused by is there's obviously, like, it pretty much does every reference possible in the series. So, like, Dad would say, like, Kaminari using his electricity and then becoming brain dead. I had to explain to him, oh, this is how his quirk works, and I had to explain that. because Like, what, what the quirks yeah, are? Yeah, yeah, so little do. things like that, if you've not seen it before, you are going to be thinking, wait, what the, what the okay. fuck is that? Um, and there's even parts as well like I, what he got really confused on is one of the villains is a sort of chimera like being like a wolf's body with like a snake's tail and, and all these different kind of like parts. what Sun Eater can be with his quirk yeah sort of yeah yeah but like this is him permanently and he mm. was really kind of confused by this and I had to try and explain well this is kind of how the show is it's the idea that evolution has kind of gone wild in the future and this is why you get uh, all sorts of different kind of animal related characters and you just take it on the chin. You just don't really question it. So I had to kind of explain that to him and explain the nature of things. He's very analytical when it comes to like the law of films. So I had to try and mm-hmm. sort of explain. Like, just no, have no, him don't, watch don't the don't, don't think too hard about it. Just roll with it and, and just, yeah, it's, it is what so it is. So out of curiosity, did it start with a 10 minute recap of what oh, yeah, My Hero right. is about? No. Um, again, that's what I really liked. It's, it God. starts with a chase and it's members of, it's pro heroes chasing the League of Villains. So it starts with a car chase and it's really fucking okay. good. 
And of, of all people, it's Rocklock from like the new series from series four, mm-hmm. um, who only plays like a minor role in the uh, She Has a Guy hideout raid. But he's like one of the main characters in this like chase that the film starts with. So stuff like that, it felt like it was doing things differently. And that's what I really liked about it as well. It, it gets right into it. It gets it, right it into it. It sounds like it had yeah. a clear idea of its identity this time that's around. That's it. it. It felt like they really did make a film for fans of the franchise. It felt like this is very much a film if you're a fan of My Hero Academia, yet at the same time... Okay, so you would say it's better than the first oh, movie. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I would like... All right, if, all right. If we're rating this out of like five stars, if the first movie's like three out of five, this is an easy five out of five for me. With like a, a okay, few little okay. issues, this is, to me, as good as a My Hero Academia movie can be. Was able to okay. enjoy No Strings Attached. Yeah, pretty much. Well, great, I'd yeah. I, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think I can really see it anymore at this point, but I'm definitely going to check it out as soon as it's on uh, Blu-ray. Mm, yeah, yeah. Now. It's a lot of fun. All righty. So when I tell you a company called Manga Productions, what country do you think that studio belongs to, that company belongs to, where it originates, ja- what it's based Japan? out of? It is not Japan. Is it in Southeast Asia? Well, what was that, Harry? Well, I said Belarus, but it's, no, it's not it Belarus, not. I know. <laughs> nope. It is not Southeast Asia, Kyle. Oh, uh, Canada. Where is it? Iran. Saudi Arabia. Fuck, I just said Iran as a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So here's here's the thing. So Manga Productions is a Saudi Arabian company, is a subsidiary of Prince Mohammed bin Salman Foundation, also known as MISC. And it is a company that aims to create animation, comics, and video game projects to promote Saudi ideas and messages internationally. Uh, and so they have actually okay. teamed up with Toei Animation for a while. And they've been working on a movie for two years now. And it's called The Journey. And it will be premiering at the Kane. Mm. Is it called Kane's or Cannes? Con. Con. Okay. The Cannes Film Festival in May, assuming that happens still. I Just to guess, I don't think Yuri on Ice is too popular over there. <laughs> just a quick guess. <laughs> Maybe not. Has there been any like inkling or like synopsis of what? So we all we have is a movie poster of it. We have this guy gazing off. He's on like a cliff face, gazing off at this like wide open vista. He's got like the turban on and stuff like that. Uh, We have the staff. So we have Kobun Shizuno, who is directing the film. He's worked on the Detective Conan films. Mm. Atsuhiro Tomioka is writing the script, and he's worked on Pokemon films. Tatsuro Iwamoto of the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney game series is the lead character designer, and Kaoru Wada of Ninja Scrolls and Saint Seiya is composing the music. Right. I mean, so <laughs> this is obviously like, it's a fascinating point to show how far anime and manga is reaching, to show that it's reaching mm-hmm. to countries like that. I'm just, I'm massively, massively, massively fucking anti-anyone who thinks you should be imprisoned or murdered for being gay. So, uh, yeah, that's my stance on homophobia. Fuck homophobes. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to tolerate that from any country or culture. Like, So hopefully we don't see any of that in this Hopefully it's not just some sort of toxic propaganda wagon to promote discrimination and nastiness. You know it's going to be. It better fucking not be. And honestly, if that was the case, I understand that Japan is a conservative society. They're not quite fully up to date on LGBT issues, but to see like a Japanese company collaborating with a grossly homophobic nation and a a grossly homophobic kind of uh, artistic vision 
if that is what it is, I will lose a lot of respect for them as companies because don't get me wrong, I'm not expecting a Japanese company to be super, super progressive on this issue because I know they are quite conservative and traditionalist, but I expect them to just not be fucking monsters about it and to have a decent degree of tolerance towards other people. So here's here's something else about this uh, The Journey film. It's it's going to be based on Saudi Arabian folklore and it is aimed at children and families. Oh, okay. So I... <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to be getting that far into the politics of things. Okay, that's, yeah, I, it's probably not mm. going to be like the homosexual murdering film that I was expecting. <laughs> so it's it's probably yeah. going to be all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, I definitely think it's going to be worth checking out at the very least because it is a, it, I, I love, I love seeing uh, these cross-cultural interactions with anime because we saw, we see more Westerners getting involved in the anime industry. We saw that with mm. uh, Sheltered and Made in Abyss and things like that. And Trigger Studios as well has a lot of Western influence in it as mm. well. So it's it'll be really interesting to see a completely different uh, mixture of cultures clash mm. here. So yeah, it's definitely going to be worth checking yeah. out. I don't know when it will be available for the public. Again, I don't even know if the Cannes Film Festival will happen since that's in May. <laughs> Thanks. Things seem to be getting chopped off pretty quickly, but it's worth uh, keeping the eye out for. Yeah. Let's see what it's like. Let's check it out. Yes. I'm, I'm sure I'll be the perfect demographic for it with my, uh, <laughs> It'll be the litmus with my mm. profound knowledge and interest in Saudi folklore. I'm sure I'll be perfect. <laughs> to, right. to be to be fair, a lot of Middle Eastern folklore is legitimately interesting. Oh, is so if they go for like older stuff without having too much political shit behind it uh, yeah we'll see yeah we'll yeah see. i actually know nothing about middle eastern folklore so this will be enlightening for me. by the way i just want to throw out a quick disclaimer in case i worded any of that wrongly no issue of middle eastern people like no issue of anyone just i fucking hate homophobia and i know that like it yeah. is a somewhat of a prevailing ideology in those parts of the world that's all <laughs> so hence my fucking rant there <laughs> You, d- you hate the idea, not the people. That's the important thing. That, that's it, you know, like, good people are good people wherever you're from. Um, just if you think for one second, due to whatever reason, that being gay is wrong, you can fucking eat a cake made out of paracetamol, you prick. I don't even know what that Paral- is. Oh, do you not know what that is? Do, do you not have that in Do we mind? want to know what that oh, is? So, so, or do we want to talk about weathering with you? Oh, I'll explain paracetamol. Oh my God, is it, please, no. <laughs> like, can we have one fucking episode nope. about weathering with you? We sure well, can't. Paracetamol, oh okay, God. so maybe it's only in England or in the UK, but uh, you you take it as like a little medicine if, um, if you're feeling sick or you've got a headache. But if you overdose on it, it's apparently a really painful way to die where all your like organs erode and it's really, really like awful. So... Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a UK thing because I have never heard of that. Wow. Oh, you learn something new every day. Anyways, weathering with you. <laughs> yes. <Why>? So our <laughs> Harry, you still haven't gotten the chance to see it, right? <sighs> oh, I've not seen it, but after everything I've heard, I don't think I'm in any rush to see it. You're not missing anything. Right, exactly. Just go watch your name again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so because we can't go a whole episode without talking about weathering with you. Weathering with You has won the Animation of the Year Award at the 43rd uh, Annual Japan Academy of Prizes this past Friday. Uh, the nominees were Weathering with You, Her Blue Sky, Detective Conan, The Fist of the Blue Sapphire, Lupin the Third, The First, and One Piece Stampede. I, I really, really want to see One Piece Stampede. Wait, obviously. wasn't the Lupin the Third movie the, the 3D CG one? I think so. 
Yeah, that looked great. Why didn't... Oh, fuck you, Shinkai. Whatever. <laughs> yes. And so there's not much to say about that. This ties into another news topic, though. And that Makoto Shinkai says he's vaguely figured out his next work. Mm. And so... Just like he vaguely figured out weathering with... Sorry, I'm really, like, salty at weathering with you. I really did not like that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my impressions... It, I also saw uh, Rider Wave recently. And I wasn't oh, yeah. a huge fan of that unfortunately, but I still liked it more than Weathering With You, which says just how much I wasn't a fan of Weathering With You. But anyways, yes, Shinkai says he's vaguely figured out his next work. He wants to have, he wants to release a new movie every three years, which sounds dangerous. Mm. He's letting the Your Name fame get to his head. I I, I wouldn't go that far, but I'd rather him... Or any creator, just take the time they need to... Instead of setting an arbitrary goal. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the full quote is, when asked about his next work, I thought about it, and I vaguely figured out the direction, but it's certainly not at the stage where I can talk about it yet. It's something I've been agonizing over. I do think that if we are able to make a film every three years, the audience will be able to keep up without giving up on me. The question is whether I'll be able to release something in three years. I still don't know at this point. I'll do my but best. See, I think that's kind of like a sad way because obviously he has this anxiety about being forgotten as a creator. And I think like you shouldn't have that anxiety about it because I like to think people wouldn't forget about him. If he took six years to put a film out, I think people wouldn't be like, oh, who's this guy again? They'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, Makoto Shinkai. He did all these great films. Let's, you know, he's not mm. done a film in six years. Let's see his new film. I mean, I don't look like Quentin Tarantino. He doesn't need to release a film every, like, three years. People remember him. But I don't know. I don't know what, like, the the Japanese uh, kind of attachment to art is in relation to, say, like, America or the UK or whatever. But I find that sad, but obviously he's putting stuff out just because he wants to keep, like, to be to being number one in the spotlight rather than just thinking, mm-hmm. I'll put a film out when I'm ready and when the time's right. I guess, to be fair to Shinkai, like, he was a fairly prominent uh, creator before Your Name, but Your Name just, like, exploded comparatively. Mm-hmm. Like, people already knew about stuff like five centimeters per second, but this put him on, like, the global spotlight. Exactly, and it was a lot to take in at once, I'm sure. It, mm-hmm. it even caught him off guard just how much Your Name exploded. Yeah. But, yeah, I... I but I don't have much more to add on to that either. I, I do wish he w- wouldn't feel this pressure to release on this rigid schedule. But here's to hoping that... Well, obviously, like people still like his movies because it's number one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, here's to hoping that... If two, what's, the, what's the phrase? Two times a coincidence, three times a pattern? Something like oh, that. Oh, I haven't heard that before, I've but that's a really good thing. Yeah, but if, 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 if he does the same thing for a third time in a row... Which is just your name, but different. Yeah, we we have problems. And that's mm. when we really have to maybe reevaluate our opinion. Maybe he's just got to go back to making really depressing movies. Mm. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it could do well. All righty, that's about all we've got for the news. Uh, like I said, pretty light news week. But fear not, because I've come up with a little game for us to play on this episode. A second game. Yes. Well, the first one wasn't a game. That was a that was a warm up thing. So this game is isekai names, real Ugh. or fake. Oh. So 
I have went and pulled. A oh, whole, that's actually really this good. Is good. I have okay. pulled a whole bunch of random ass isekai series that exist online. I have also made up a whole lot of isekai <sighs> names and pulled them out of my ass. I'm going to read them out to you, and you have to tell me if it's real or fake. This is a com- competition between you, Harry, and Kyle. And because Harry, not Harry, uh, Kyle, I think you know a bit more on this than Harry does. So Harry, you have to answer first for each of these. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All righty. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. So starting off with a bit of an easy one here. Reborn as a vending machine, I now wander at the dungeon. I mean, that, is that real or fake? I, I'm going to say fake, but that sounds like it could be real at the same time. Like, so you're saying fake, Kyle. Oh, it's real. Oh, is that, is that it real? is indeed real. About so a fucking vending machine. A vending machine. Yes. That, a vending that yeah. is what made yeah, me Yeah, it's a fucking vending... Okay, that so I just remember it it, like being in a bookstore and like looking at the random light novels. I picked this up and I'm like, wait, is that a fucking vending machine? Yeah, it's a oh, fucking vending God machine. Damn it. See, I would have thought that sounded like such a normal isekai name, but then I thought vending machine, like no one would do that. So it must be fake. <laughs> okay, to, to no. set that as the benchmark, anything this, this, is fucking is, possible here. That Harry. was the right. easy warm-up I need one. to reevaluate everything now. Fuck, okay. All right, here we go. Next, right, one. next one. Go. Goodbye, I'm being reincarnated. That's quite That's quite simple, quite short. Really? Uh, I've, I think fake again. All right, Kyle. I'm going to go with fake because I feel like you want to try and bait us out. So I'm going to go fake. That is real. Uh, Are you fucking... That is a real isekai. Okay, well, what's that, no what's that one about? Because uh, I have no I, idea I briefly what's looked about. at all... This one... This one is literally just like the ordinary high school guy. He doesn't die or anything. He just gets approached by some god or goddess. He's like, hey, you want to ditch your old life? He's like, yeah, sure. And that's that. That's it? That's yep. so boring. I, yeah, that's, yep. All right, next one. I have to pay interest with my soul. My dad is way too overpowered. Very. Like, again, that sounds completely close. <laughs> that could just be real, but I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say fake again. All right, Kyle. <sighs> I, I feel like I would know about that one because that one's just too ridiculous. So I'm going to go fake for this one. You're both correct. Yes. It is indeed Sorry. fake. That All is right. made Two, up. 2-1 to you, Kyle. All, right. All right. Reborn as a grizzly bear. Oh my god. Oh, I think I think I think that's real. Real? I'm gonna Harry. go I'm gonna go real because I want that one to be real. It is fake. Uh, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. I love this game. Can, can we do this every time? I, I want to please there do are, this like there are that many isekai. There are that, that many isekai. Feasibly. Alright, next. This. Reborn as a panda bear. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, I think this is true because obviously I, I think the whole point is the grizzly bear one's fake but the panda bear one's real. Maybe maybe he was just maybe the the next three are just like a bunch of different I know, bears. I know. I'm going to go fake. I'm going to go fake. I'm going to go okay, fake. Okay, and Harry yours was real? Yeah, I said real. It is fake. Oh. <laughs> fucking Kyle gets a point. Yes. All right. As free right. to Kyle. Reborn as a polar bear. Are no, you, I fucking knew it. See, you heard what I said. Matt. You heard what I said, Harry. Right, true. This one has to be true. Kyle, I'm gonna go fake again. It is real. Yeah. Uh, all right. Whatever. Free, I still got to Kyle. All right. Mo- moving away from the bears. Redefining the meta at VRMMO Academy. I mean, I sim- do you ever just think sometimes like if this is your artistically created vision, 
you're just a fucking idiot. Like, you know what? Thing, I, like, I, I, I actually with a topic, think with about a topic like sometimes. anime, like anime manga. What I love about it, my attraction to this whole thing is how vast someone's creativity can be. You know, watching something like my I think Academia about that piece, sometimes, Harry. Maybe just like, I want to see. This, I want to see the pinnacles of somebody's human imagination. Maybe this is how they make their money, so they can make the artistic bullshit. Maybe uh, I'm gonna say real. I think that's real. Yeah, I'm gonna go with real too. That sounds You're super both specific. Correct. That is right. real. Yeah, I fucking knew it. All right. All right. Next, the demon lord is actually really cute, and now we're dating. Oh, that's, that's gotta, gotta be real. Sorry. That's gotta be go real. ahead, Harry. But yes, that's gotta be real. It is fake. Oh. Made it up. Well, Matt, you've just made a great isekai there. You should write it. Right. <laughs> yep, exactly. For all these fake ones, yeah, Matt, these are like things I could I'm, legitimately see as like, I'm quite okay. proud of the fake names. Yeah. We got more to come. All right, moving right along. Let's buy land and cultivate in a different world. Uh... I mean, that just sounds quite boring, to be honest. But because it's boring and it's shit, I'm going to say it's real. Like, I... All of these are just going to be real because, like, they, they set whatever, real. I'm just going to go with real. All right, you're both correct. It is real. Yeah. So Kyle maintains his one-point lead. It is five to four. Ah. Reincarnated as a dragon's egg. Reincarnated as a dragon's egg. Um, fake. Kyle? I'm pretty sure that one's real. Final answer? Yeah, it's real. It is indeed real. Uh, uh, Kyle six, pulls six, ahead. Four to Kyle. There's like 500 different fucking dragon isekai too, which is... No. All right, next. Parallel lines that intersect. What the fuck? Mm. <laughs> I mean, do you know, like, I think usually if you're, you don't know what anime series to watch, for example, you can maybe just go on a name... If I saw that name, there's not a single flicker of my soul that wants to watch the show. <laughs> like, parallel... Who's going to read parallel lines that intersect? Oh, that sounds good. That sounds interesting. I'll watch that. Like, no one. It's a, it's an oxymoron. I just fucking... It's boring, though. It's boring. <laughs> you know... Like, it tells you well, nothing you know about what? the series. Okay, uh, okay I think well, it's I, I think, think that's it's actually, real. like, more interesting than others that are, like, hyper-specific. Because this is... All vague, and it's like you got you got to do some figuring out. It's like oh, parallel worlds, and it's like oh, okay, yeah. I think, like it's, I think it's real. Here. Kyle, I'm gonna go with fake. It is fake. Oh, seven, seven, four. Look at oh, that! Wait, I accidentally gave that point to Harry. Oops, I'll just have to remember. Uh, that. Oh, you're lucky. I'm just an NPC in another world. You, what? What was I'm that? I'm just an NPC in another world. Okay. Ah. Mm. Uh. I I think that's real. I'm gonna go with real. It is fake. Ah, we're both wrong. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is great. This is exactly what I wanted. All right, the extraordinary, the ordinary, and soap. Oh, I I I think that's really? I think that's fake, and I think that's one you're really proud of. Kyle, <laughs> that's gotta be real. <laughs> Does it have to be real? Does it real. have to be real? You're right. It is real. Uh, <laughs> I right, now I'm just looking that one up. It's that actually not out gone. yet. It's on pre-order. Oh, so you have to pre-order. You have to pre-order it. Yeah, it's uh. not quite out yet. <laughs> All right, 
The legendary tale, but I thought I told, uh, but I thought I told you to make me cooler. The legendary tale, but I thought to, I told you to make me cooler. It yes. rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> I think it's real. Kyle, Kyle. fake. It is fake. Oh, <laughs> nice. Another point for Kyle. Nice. At this point, I'm just guessing. I, so. I've, it's this is one of the hardest games I've ever played, but I really, I really like it. Mm-hmm. All right, saving eighty thousand gold in another world for my retirement. That sounds. That actually sounds like quite a decent sort of premise. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure it's shit, but it sounds like a good, good little plot point. Uh, I think it's real. Yeah, Come that on. one's real. I'm pretty sure that one's real. It is real. Yeah. Both okay. Point for you. Yeah. All right. Woof, woof story. I told How many you to of turn these me- do you fucking have? <laughs> Don't stop. This is really yeah. Don't stop. All right. Okay, so woof, woof. Woof, woof story. I told you to turn me into a pampered putch, not Fenrir. That has to be, that's very specific. That has to be real. If you thought of that, you're, <sighs> you're fucking weird, mate. It's, it's, <laughs> it's. Someone thought it's of it. All, it may it's very specific. I think it's one of those things that's too specific that I would have heard of it or Matt just made it up. So I'm going to go with fake. Harry gets one over Con Kyle. Yeah. It is a that real one. That was a real one. What the? F- yep. Fenrir Isakai. All right. That time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. As in Yamcha oh. from Dragon Ball. As in Yamcha from yeah. Dragon Ball. Are, are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to just blatantly plagiarize other characters? Are we? I could be making it up. Ah. I think it's... I think it's real. Kyle? Yeah, that one's real. It is real. Both a point for so you. To, to, I don't know how it. that works. Answer, yeah. Like, did, did they have permission <laughs> it, it, it from exists. Akira Toriyama? Like, how does... How does this work? <laughs> All right. I'm pretty sure they got permission. Yeah, I remember reading this and it was like, what? It's, it's somebody's Dragon Ball power fantasy. <laughs> All right, fight or flight, my new life as an aviary instructor. What? Fight or flight, my new life as an aviary instructor. Like a falconer? I think that's fake. I'm going to go with fake. You're both right, it is fake. The the fight or flight thing, it it seems too stylish for an isekai name. Like, (gasps) yeah. (laughs) That's why I was able to come up with it. Yeah. I am super. You are stylish. Okay. The final boss is now my best friend. Uh, I think that's real. That's got. Mm, it's too short. Fake. <laughs> Kyle's got uh, it. It's fake. I knew it. I got it. Alrighty. I was reincarnated. How many great- more, Matt? Okay, uh, uh, four more. Four more. <laughs> oh my I'm God. cutting some out. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I was reincarnated as the great tree of the spirit force, and now I have too many animal friends when all I care about are cute girls. That is a long title, which is why I think it's completely true and real. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one where it's too specific that I would have heard of it, or it's fake. So fake. It is fake. Oh. Yeah, I... I, I dug deep to make up that one. Well That's a good All one. Right. That's a good one. Okay. Ride on. That's all. Just ride on. Ride on. This is either like a trick question or... Oh, I just, <laughs> uh, at, at this point, 
like Kyle said, I'm just guessing. But I, it, it, there's no rhyme or reason to knowing what's what. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say true. True. Okay, Kyle. True. Real. It is indeed real. And you know what this is about? What? It's a whole manga just based on the Putin ride on memes. Like the the pictures of Putin riding bears. On a bear? It's, oh, it's just literally a character that is Putin riding a bunch of animals in another world. Oh, wow. that's right. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen this. All right, last two. I was reincarnated as the strongest one in another world, and now I'm forcing a girl to be a magical girl against her will. Uh, mm, my mind's gone to mush at this point. Do you know what? It's gotten to a point now where I didn't even really listen to what you just said. I, I, I couldn't actually recite what you just said to me. I heard the word magical girl and forced, so it sounded a bit rapey. Um, tr- fake. <laughs> fake. I'm okay. going to go with fake, but that's another title that I really wish was real. Well, you got your wish, Kyle. Oh my God, it's real. It's real. Uh, that is a real light novel. All right, last one. I am the strongest waiter in another world. That's real, I think. Maybe. Mm, fake. It is fake. All right. Kyle, All right. Star. So the final score is Kyle, 16, Harry, 9. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle. Oh, yeah. That's pretty. That's, okay. So I, I, I will say we probably got about equal because half of those were most likely guesses. On my part. So, I mean, oh, you think, Kyle, you they, think they Harry all, wasn't they guessing? All guesses. You won back fair and square, mate. Um, just, oh, have you seen a series? There's a new series out, by the way. It's called um, I Shat on a Penguin's Head and Now I'm a Wizard. Have you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> imagine imagine being an isekai fan and just having to say sentences like that in seriousness. How is, okay, the... the there's got to be joke isekai out there, right? With with a title that stupid. You can have that if you want. <laughs> you can well, if you so, want. If you want to really write hilarious something, you're welcome to take is, that title. What when I was making this game, I put the call out to some of my friends, come up with names, and some of the names ca- they came up with, like jokingly, I'm like that that actually exists already, and they're like, what? <laughs> How? Uh, is so yeah, there are yeah a lot of isekai out there, really obscure. I'm sure there's ton- there's even more of that. I-, I thought I dug in deep to find these ones, but I'm sure there's even some more deep cut ones out there. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was, that I was really good. I, I was legit riveted. want to do that each time we record. Yeah, that's fine. That was awesome. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll try to do my best. All right. Now that we've got our funny bones all worked out, we're going to move on to our main topic. Shitsumon. So a lot of people are spending more time indoors nowadays for good reason. And so the question is, if you have a lot of time to watch anime, but for whatever reason, every single anime in the world has disappeared except for one. What show would that be? What show would you want to watch on repeat for almost basically all of eternity? And we can wrap this into what basically makes a show rewatchable. And so, Kyle, I am purporting this question to you first. Oh, Clannad, like hands down. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah, geez. mostly right. because um, it spans two seasons with like two OVAs, I think. Um, oh, and, and before we go into this, I am excluding super long running shonen yeah. because that's cheating. It's, it's very, very easy uh, to yeah. choose like One Piece or something. 
That's crazy. Yeah, there you go. It's just 900 episodes. Yeah, yes. Okay, but going back to Clanhead now. Uh, But yeah, Clanhead, because it's got two 24-episode seasons, and across both seasons, they span a very wide range of genres. It goes from being a slice of life to being a rom-com to being this, like, very heartfelt drama and all of the characters are a lot of fun. And like by the time you get to the end of it, you just want to go back to the beginning. And it's a show that by the end of it, it makes you nostalgic for the beginning. Uh, it definitely from, does. From where the characters so, come from. So my question to you, Kyle. So I've tried rewatching Clan at it before. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten all the way to the second season. And then as I approach those really hard-hitting emotional scenes, I can't do it. I can't bring myself to keep watching more episodes. Can you subject yourself to that over and over and over again? (laughs) Okay, so maybe like the second time through, sure. The first time I'd probably just stay in season one where they're all still in school and everybody loves each other and it's Mm -hmm. all fun and happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because at first my pick was going to be Fate Zero because that's one of my favorite anime of all time. But then I got to thinking like that I would be so depressed all the time. If that was the only show I ever got to watch, <laughs> ever. Yeah, see, that's it, why I picked uh, Clannad, because, like, uh, at l- more than half of it is just slice-of-life stuff. So that's, like, really comfy watching. Mm-hmm. Big yeah, Zero I mean, doesn't really have much downtime. Exactly. And so that's why I changed my pick to another Kill Annie show, being The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Haruhi? Okay. Yes. So there's not... It's not like there's an overall message and there's not much... There's not a whole lot of deepness going in there, but the core cast of characters are so tight knit with each other. I feel like I can rewatch their their interactions and shenanigans over and over and over again because well, you can they watch feel... season two and you'll get that. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, hmm. I'd probably skip the endless eight a bit, but everything outside of the endless eight. Their, their interactions are just so natural and I feel mm. like, because I have rewatched the show before, I've rewatched it twice now across different periods of time and I just haven't gotten tired of it any, either way. And I don't rewatch the shows all that often. So I've tried to think about why, what draws me to Haruhi for whatever reason. What, mm. Why is that kind of my go-to reset to baseline, wind down sort of show? And I couldn't really come to an answer for that. It's just that when when I'm watching it, though, I just feel so at peace because I see the characters just at peace with each other get in this really unique, bizarre situation as well. And the whole dynamic of Haruhi being completely unaware of it adds a lot to that, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like Haruhi is the kind of show that I would be able to watch over and over and over again. Mm. Okay, that's a pretty solid pick then. Right. So for Very. me... A lot of the time before bed, if I need to wind down before I'm going to sleep, I will sort of default to an anime series that is just kind of heartwarming and easy to watch. And I think, like, you you guys are both sort of getting at this. You need something that's not stressful, especially if it's something like apocalypse-related. We've all been quarantined and we've only got a month to live before we're all fucking dead. So you want something that's fairly lighthearted. I think for me, I'd maybe choose Little Witch Academia. Mm, that's oh, that's something like that that's, that's just taste. really kind of heartwarming it's, it's still entertaining it's still like there's some stakes there and there's like a lot of entertainment value but it's pretty heartwarming it's pretty cozy 
and and it also fits the uh, the parameter of not super long running because it's only like twenty four episodes, I think. Um, right, exactly. I'm surprised, mm. Kyle, you didn't pick Yuru Camp. I thought you were going to pick that, maybe. Um, if, if season two was out, maybe. yeah, yeah, Is I, it, yeah. I, I think it, so. If we're talking about like rewatchability, and th- this brings it into the wide, wider topic mm. at large, right? It's like mm. it, it's why I genuinely enjoy rewatching The Office and series like that in Parks and Recreation because they have such long-running arcs and long-running seasons that, like, when you get to the end of it, you're already so far removed from the beginning that it's like, oh, I... And they have, like, such a wide character... or large character growth that you can see, oh, they, I remember each of these pivotal moments where their characters change. Eurocamp doesn't really have that. Yeah, Rin kind of opens up a little more, but for the most part, it's just about cute girls camping but something like Clan Ed, like even the slice of life stuff is very much tied into the character development. Mm. Right. And so getting into the second part of this question, like, yeah, what makes a show rewatchable? I, I definitely agree on Clan Ed because by the time you get into the second half of Clan Ed, you are longing for those halcyon days of the earlier episodes when everyone was getting together and things were happy because you see where they are now. And it's not like, it's not all doom and gloom. It's not melodrama or anything like that. But you know that like, things were easier for them as kids and you want them to be better. And so when you go back and you're reliving those earlier episodes with the knowledge of what comes later, it puts the series in a whole other light. And so I think that's important for making a show rewatchable is when you come back to a series with knowledge of future events and Mm -hmm. that changes Mm -hmm. how you perceive the events happening earlier on. It makes you appreciate, like you said, like how much simpler some stuff is. Like in the, um, what was it? Like the, the whole thrust of the first season in Clan I was them putting on the show for Nagisa. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, that's such a simple plot point. Um, and it's just like, they're, they're just school kids. So that's really all they have to worry about. And sure, it ties into some like personal character driven stuff but it's not like life or literal life or death scenarios in Mm -hmm. season two so that's why yeah it's it's comfy to rewatch exactly and so you know what i don't think lends itself to rewatchability as much though is over the top action shenanigans because i actually I, I said I haven't rewatched that many things, but I actually, a few years ago, did try to rewatch Gurren Lagann. Mm. And uh. it was so hard for me to get through, like, the first half of the series, yeah. which is the better half of the series, too. And I couldn't believe, like, I loved Gurren Lagann the first time I was going through it. But then when I tried rewatching it, it just seemed so much, all of the kind of, uh, what's the word? Uh, I'm blanking on the word. But basically, the... The stupidity of it all shined through a lot more than it did for the first first watch Mm. because I also knew how serious it can get. It's not just trying to, it's not being one way or the other because in the second half of the series, a lot of stuff goes down. And knowing that in the first half uh, with them trying to play it off in a way, I, I just, I found the characters very, instead of endearing, I found them dumb. You see, it was really hard weird, for me to recognize that. Weirdly for me, like I've only seen Gurren Lagann once, but I felt it was kind of quite a difficult watch the first time. And it's maybe a controversial opinion, but I don't think it's that great. 
which is weird because obviously I love that kind of goofy sort of action genre normally. I just found the narrative and the, the whole way all of the characters are handled to be really sort of a bit odd. I think for me, the, the peak of the series was, I think when, now I've not seen it for a while, but it's Simon, the protagonist, isn't it? He right. meets uh, the female character. I can't remember her name. Yoko. Nia. Oh, Nia. Nia, that, that's, yeah. And like, there's a period where, like, like the, uh, I mean, spoiler, but I guess, I've, I think the Statue of Limitations for Going Largan is, is up now. But um, the, the first character dies, Simon's friend from the underground or something. I can't remember his name. Kamina? Mm-hmm. Kamina. He, he, so he's killed off. But after that, it's like Simon and Nia and they become friends. And there's a period where I think they're traveling to beat the Spiral King or something. Is that his name? Yeah, it's the final Yeah, yeah. And, and I think yeah. there's a few episodes there where it's like, it's really entertaining. And then it does the time skip and I thought the time skip was really odd and it didn't really work for me. I also felt like there were a lot of characters that weren't particularly well developed. Like certain characters will get killed off right at the end, but you just kind of think... Yeah. Like the only, the only yeah. role that character has played is to be almost like, just to appear in certain scenes randomly as a sort of comic character. Rather yeah, I think like, as far as rewatchability, yeah. um, I would definitely agree there that Gurren Lagann has some rewatchable scenes, but as a show, as a whole, it's hard to rewatch because you don't really get invested uh, in anybody really beyond, like, two or three characters. Yeah. Like, outside of Simon, Nia, and Kamina, who dies, like, nine episodes in, I don't really care about anybody it, else. It doesn't... For me, it never felt particularly, like, uh, grounded. It felt like almost three or four shows all kind of rolled into one. Like, yeah. it, it, to Which me, is, it has a, again, a, a like, real it's, identity It's fun crisis. to watch the spectacle, but yeah. there's only so many times that, like, you can dive back. It feels it. like it has a real identity crisis, whereas something like Kill a Kill, I actually think kind of knew what it wanted to be, and it knew the story it wanted to tell, and it did it pretty well. To me, Kill a Kill is just, like, what Goen Lagen should have been. Yeah, right, I, so I also sense. had a bit of the a, a bit of the same problem there in terms of rewatchability for Kill the Kill. Yeah. It's like so similar to Gurren Lagann. Like I really liked the first part, like the first arc um, with Kill the Kill, where it's Ryuko getting to the school, fighting Satsuki and all of her underlings. That was a lot of fun, and then it just kind of like goes all over the place uh, with the last act and Ragyo mm. and that that just like it, it became a bunch of all right let's keep throwing shit at the wall to see what's I, I will say i think uh, one of trigger's bad habits because i agree with you here um i obviously like killer kill and i think it handles it decently well but i think a bad habit of trigger is they'll have like the first half of the series be really good and then they will kind <coughs> of <Frank's>. go, <coughs> well, this is what i was about to mention yeah they were like they'll set up something that's really strong and i i, I, I really enjoy darling in franks up until for me, the moment where it all went wrong is after Kokoro and uh, Mitsuru is his name. I can't remember. I don't remember any right. of Right, so, so two of his characters got married and after that they get split up. And you're thinking... Oh yeah, that's right. It was like yeah, literally right after that ceremony. And, and, that, the whole and then they lose their memories. And, that's and then they go to space one of my, and it's all one of my stupid. Least... I wrote a series of articles yeah. <laughs> expressing my disgust and disdain. One of my but, least, yeah, fa- it, it, least favorite plot devices is memory loss. Because it completely yeah, so, it completely resets character development, which to me is like the worst thing you can yeah. do. If like the whole point of characters is to develop them and have an arc going, if then suddenly they lose their memory, it's like, well, 
you've basically hit the pause button or even so the reset that's button. Why, that's why I really like Clannad as a rewatchable show. Mm. And that's why, like, if I didn't pick Clannad, I'd probably pick Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. The, the Brotherhood, specifically, um, because you get to see these characters for, from beginning as kids and see them grow into full adults by the end of it. And you see, you, you get attached to them. Mm. And you get attached to a lot of the cast. Yeah. I, I think, like... Yeah, a, a really sort of well-constructed, tight-knit narrative that knows what it wants to be. It moves along in a focused direction. It doesn't fucking go off the rails or jump for shark like certain trigger shows do. I guess mentioning that, though, that's why I also I love Little Witch Academia because it doesn't do that. It actually remains grounded to its initial right. kind of vision all the way through the series. It, it's fairly low-key for a trigger show. Yeah, and yeah it works definitely. really fucking well. It's really low-key, yet it still feels like a trigger show. It still feels like and, it is, and the characters or Akko specifically yeah. develops throughout it too. Not not so much her friends, but Akko and kind of sort of uh, the Ojo Sama character. I forget the name. Diana. Of. She also has yeah. Diana. She also has some fair, a fair bit of development as well. So it's not just the grounded witch shenanigans, but they do pay attention to, mm. to their characters somewhat. As I well. think because it's so well written as well as so heartwarming, that would be my show to rewatch. Yeah, Kyle, you you bring up a good point about uh, having characters almost unrecognizable at the end compared to what they were in the beginning in a weird way. Mm. And that does add a lot to rewatchability as well, because <clears throat> when you get to the end of a series, again, knowing what they become like, if you go back to what they were in the beginning with that knowledge, you can have a greater appreciation of all the events that kind of made them become the way they do in the future. Mm. I'm yeah. trying to think of another show that's like that other than clan ad. Um, well, at least with Gurren Lagann, right? So you're talking about this idea of character arcs. It's like, very vaguely, I love the idea of Simon's character arc where, you know, he starts as this like wimpy little kid, but after the death of his um, you know brother and this close friend, uh, he, he comes into his own. And by the end of the series, like he's this like self-assured, confident badass who can like like rally his friends around him. And that's really cool. It's just the route to get to those points is kind of boring, uh, which is why, like I say, a lot of the scenes are rewatchable, but Gurren Lagann as a whole is kind of, eh, it's a bit of a slog to get through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of those ending scenes for sure are just like really, really, <laughs> they get you on, they get your blood boiling for sure. Yeah, exactly. And it's because you get attached to Simon because you understand his arc. You know where he came from. Another I normally love these kind of characters, and yet I'm blanking right now on any other ones that I can think of. Like, I, I can go back to Fate Zero, because <laughs> Peter Tsugu has just a complete, like, crisis of faith between the beginning and end that utterly destroys him. But <laughs> that's not the kind of character development we're talking about here. That's more like, well, I, I guess he kind of developed there. Uh, what other shows so really? So, I, this isn't... I, the, the anime's got like one season, but I am I have just gotten caught up with Vinland Saga, the manga. Oh yeah, and, that's a good yeah. Uh, I can Vinland Saga. I started this anime like recently, such, by the way, but I got to like episode five and I was getting a little bit bored. Does it get better? Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I, so I haven't watched the anime. I've only read the manga, uh, but the manga is like easily one of the better running series out there right now and a large part of the appeal is that you see a it does such a good job of like pacing the story out mm -hmm. moving it forward and 
getting you attached to the protagonist Thorfinn and seeing his character growth and seeing like what he becomes and when you're there like I, I've just gotten up to like chapter 170 and seeing where he came from is like such a huge gap yes that is a very like even in the anime where it's at right now like the difference between Thorfinn not even in the beginning of the show but like the the real beginning of the show quote unquote and I think Harry knows what I'm talking about mm. at this point between that point and where the show ends it's like definitely night and day but What's really impressive about Vinland Saga too is that the ebb and flow it has between its focus on characters. Because partway through the first season, you don't even realize it, but the the focus shifts away from Thorfinn to two other other different characters. And it took Mm. me until the focus shifted back to Thorfinn himself to realize like, wait a minute, we haven't been focusing on Thorfinn at all this whole time. It's been about these other people. Yeah, and so as far as like rewatchability or like reading through it again... Uh, like, I would love to go back to the beginning of Vinland Saga just because I would want to see those characters again. Right. In, in that regard, I have a manga, even though we were talking about anime, but I have a manga series that's similar to that as well. And ugh, you guys are going to laugh, but it's it's a manga series called AKB49. And it is indeed about the idol group AKB48. <laughs> have you heard of I this one? Know. No. Have you, Kyle? So AKB49 is about basically high school boy who has a crush on a girl in his class and but he's too chicken to go confess he finds out that she's going to go to the audition for akb48 and so he kind of goes and infiltrates the audition disguises a girl to help her along to get in and she she passes but he inadvertently passes as well and so he's now in like the up-and-coming group and training for akb48 with her that actually sounds amazing it is it is great and it is many, many chapters. It's like 200-something odd chapters. I I was, I was, read it over the course of like six years, but it is one of those series as well where I got to a chapter and then I just thought about it, I'm like, holy shit, these characters are completely unrecognizable compared to the, where they were at the be- very beginning of the series in terms of how far they come, how they've developed, but the growth like their made mentality sense. and how they view things. What was that? But the growth made sense. Yes, the growth made sense because the, the kind... The best kind of character growth is the kind that you don't even realize happens, I think. Mm. And that's what happened uh, here. That's what happened in Vinland Saga. Uh, that's kind of what happened in Clanet as well. That is the best kind of mm. character growth. And that 100% happened in AKP49. I've been wanting to go back and just reread the whole thing now that it's complete. And I don't have to like oh, yeah. wait weeks on end in between. So yeah, that's It seems to have decent wonderful. ratings too. Yeah, it, it's... You don't have to be an AKB48 fan to enjoy. Like, I don't follow the group at all, but I was still able to like it a lot, for sure. Mm. Well, hopefully, all right. we will get quarantined at some point so we can uh, watch these anime. Series. That is what I've been trying to do. Is I've just been trying to go through all of my old media. Like, I finally caught up with Vinland Saga. I got to play through and finish Doom before Eternal drops next week. Same. There's a Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VII, VII oh, remake. Right, that that there's there's also week. Resident Evil 3 remake. So, oh god, that's this yeah, one too. I know, right? Crap. That comes out in April. So, like, I, I've now I've missed out Doom Eternal, but I've not played the other Doom. So, like, it's not something I'm personally looking at, but yeah, I know yeah. that a lot of people are. So, have fun, you people looking for Doom Eternal. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of shit coming I'll just out keep, in a brief period of time. I'll just keep beating up people online in GB versus for now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But I think that's all we have to say on uh, rewatchability and shows we'd like to be quarantined with, unless you have anything to add on to that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, oh, I will just ask. Go, would go you, watch, would you, go watch Clan. And would you both recommend yes. Vinland Saga big time? 
Oh yes, right. uh, but I, I do. I do see where you're coming from here, in that the first few episodes do have a bit of a startup. Yeah, to them. Well, also, I, uh, I just it's, it's I just got to episode five, and yeah. it's a filler episode, and so immediately it's just kind of like uh, they put filler in the anime? yeah, like what? episode episode. What, what episode was? So five? it's the one after uh, a, a particular character dies, and it's quite a big narrative moment. And then I believe that the main character is on a boat, and he's on this boat with. The antagonist, or something. I can't quite remember the names of Hando, so I don't want to. Ascalad? Yeah, Ascalad, yeah, yeah. And there's like a filler episode about him being on this boat, but I didn't watch it yet, but apparently it's filler. Oh, you, that was, it is, it is not filler. Oh, is it not? That is definitely not filler. That is absolutely 150% not okay, filler. It is very it's important. It's said online it's filler, so maybe I was reading the I don't know where people it are might, from Okay, it. so it might be filler in the sense that it wasn't like in the original manga. Yeah. Um, I mean, filler has like a negative connotation, right? But we've gone, I feel like we've talked about this before, but it might be an anime original thing where they just added more story or character stuff. Mm. So, yeah, I think that episode is very important to uh, understand Thorfinn's mindset right. going yeah. forward and the, the very difficult situation he's put himself into. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, either way, like it, it does take a, a bit to really, really get to the parts where you're just like, holy shit, like, I can't believe, I don't want to live in this world. It, it makes me grateful for the world we live in right yeah. now. That's kind of what, Vin, the, the kind of series Vinland's I'm going to, I'll watch a bit more. I started watching um, the Demon School, uh, Welcome welcome to Demon School, Iruma or something. I started watching yeah, that the other day. I also... <laughs> watched a few episodes of that and it feels like a show that would have come out like 15 years ago yeah i'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it's anything special but i've been i'm on it's, it's i'm fun. on episode nine it's it's fairly fun fairly entertaining so like as, as a kind of low-key chill out show testing, maybe something testing, would be testing, nice to be testing. quarantined with because it is fairly One, low-key two, three, and testing, relaxed testing, watch, can you hear me? also watch testing, fruits testing. basket i'm like 15 episodes in i'm taking it slow but it's a lot of fun yeah right i'll add it to my list Wicked. Okay, I think that's that's all, isn't it? Oh no, I think Matt's gone. Matt, have you disappeared? Oh, there we go. I'm He's back. back. Oh, okay, okay, that was oh. long. We can we can keep that in we there. Keep original cut. That nice, wasn't that long. Nice enough. little flicker of of, uh, of things going. Yeah, wrong. I don't I don't know what I missed, but I know you were saying you were going to give. We were just, we were just saying some very nasty things about you. Kyle oh, said he hates no. you. Well, I, I'm Prince the one that edits it, so I'll hear everything. Sucks. It's all right. Fujoshi bait. No, it's not. It's. I mean, it might be Fujoshi bait, but it's also very good. Well, what manga do you recommend, Kyle? Uh, so I just started reading a manga called Sobote. It's Fujoshi uh, bait. Y- yes. Well, no, no, it's not Fujoshi bait. What it is is it's like it's like the author to Kengan Ashura wrote. Collabed on a horror story with Junji Ito. I do it's, not want to touch that. <laughs> it's it's about a haunted mansion, and that's really all I can say about it because it just goes zero to a hundred in the first chapter, and it's just something you should check out. Just check it out. Spooky. Just check it out. No, don't need don't need to know too much. No. And where can we find you at, Kyle? You can find me at like the rogue online on the internet. We've- have you played any of that for uh, the next two weeks? That Pokemon Mystery Dungeon roguelike? <laughs> it's a roguelike? Well, yeah. I also haven't really ever like touched Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, so I had like yeah. I also wasn't I a huge really fan either. of the art style for the remaster, quote unquote. So yep, it's cute. 
maybe. All right, I'm, Harry, yeah. where can we find uh, you at? I'm Harry underscore Morris underscore on Twitter. And uh, do you want a music recommendation from me again? Like, I would love a music uh, recommendation. So I'm trying to think. So I, I think I recommended Enter Shikari last time, didn't I? Because they had a new single yes. out. Uh, I'm going to recommend what has become one of my favourite albums of all time over the past few months. It's by a Japanese girl group called The Peggies, and the album's called Hell Like Heaven. Oh, yeah. the pe- Yeah, they're the ones that did the opening song for Bunny Girl Senpai. Yes, they did. And that is the, the yeah. opening track huh. on the album. And the whole album is so fucking catchy. Kimi no se, Kimi no se, yeah. Kimi no se. Stop. But, that's, yeah, that, that, is, that is a perfect <laughs> rendition. So that's how I discovered it. Um, and the whole album is just like so catchy. I think I'll for that, that out, kind sure. of pop rock sound, I think typically like that pop rock sound isn't being done particularly well by a lot of American acts now. It all feels kind of like just derivative of, of the genre. But to me, like this is an album where it's it's just really, really fucking good pop rock music. And yeah, it's, it's great. Super catchy, really, really well composed tracks. Uh, I'd recommend it big time. Uh, so yeah, that is my music recommendation. Hell Like Heaven. I will definitely have to check the, that by out. By the Peggies. Yeah. It's very, very good. Hell Like Heaven. That's a great name. Yeah. All right. And I am Matthew Ponte. You can find me at Musing Mojack, M-U-S-I-N-G-M-O-J-A-C-K on Twitter. I'm also the anime editor on Goomba Stomp. As always, head on over there if you're interested in video games, anime, TV shows, movies. We have wrestling articles now. All sorts of pop culture articles for your reading pleasure. My anime recommendation this episode will be Science Fell in Love, So I Tried to Prove It, which is a show that just had its last episode yesterday. And I am, it's probably my favorite rom-com in a long time now because of this recent episode. So the basic premise is that, did I lose you guys? No, no, we're still here. What? We're still, no, okay. we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're still here. <laughs> we're just letting you speak. Yeah. Just letting you do I'm your I'm so thing. scared about my internet. <laughs> yes. So yeah, the basic premise is that two science nerds fall in love with each other, but because they're like super pragmatic, they're like, no, how do we know that you actually love me? What are the, what are the quantitative values that dictate so? And so they go on all these various experiments, measuring heart rate, measuring oxytocin levels and so on and so forth to try to come to the quantification theoretical threshold of when someone is and is not in love. It sounds ridiculous. And there's a lot of hilarity that ensues. What was that? It sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But as a science nerd myself, a lot of the phrases they use in it tickle my funny bone as well. And so I really enjoy it. It's not as funny as Kaguya-sama or Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. But I feel like the buildup of the relationship between the two couple, yeah. and most importantly, the payoff in this final episode, I was physically out loud cheering on my couch. <laughs> I was so happy. I, I have, it. It I've so seen well it popping up on Crunchyroll. It does look fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I highly, highly recommend it. It's a wonderful rom-com time if you're into that. All right. Yeah. With that, that's a wrap. Stay healthy, everyone. Wash your hands. And Wash your fucking hands. With that... Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Ciao.